Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Hey, the Easter basket's ready. Why is there ham in the Easter basket? Uh, actually, it's cooked spiral sliced half ham. I got them at Meyer for just 87 cents per pound, and there's a limit of two. Who wouldn't want it in their Easter basket? What about the toys? Oh, right, the toys. I found so many great toys in the Easter toy book at Meyer.com. I just ordered some with Meyer Home Delivery for only a $4.95 delivery fee. Delicious ham and fun new toys. What more could you ask for? Fill your baskets this Easter at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Welcome into DC On Screen. This is episode 276. We'll be talking about Arrow 508, the 100th episode of Arrow. We're going to get super spoilery on it. It is also, I guess, part two in the Invasion crossover. To recap, well, I'm David C. Robertson, co-host Jason Goss. There we go. To recap, Oliver, Thea, Diggle, Ray, and Sarah are just plain happy. Oliver is happy to marry Laurel. Uh, Quentin is happy to see his oldest daughter hitched to a reformed Oliver. Sarah is happy to dote on her sister in the days before her wedding. Thea and Oliver are beside themselves with both parents alive, well, and extremely supportive. Ray is with Felicity and hasn't a complaint in the world. And Diggle is happy to be the Green Arrow, kinda. He's still sort of, I don't know. He's fulfilled. Being weird. Yeah, he's fulfilled. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> To, to crib from later on in the crossovers. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, this is all a lie, and they are trapped on a ship under Dominator mind control. After deciding that this utopia is a pack of lies, Oliver finds his fellow abductees and confronts them with the truth. They agree that they're in a simulation, defeat all of their greatest enemies all at once, then head to smoke technologies to prison break both the simulation and a spaceship. After Thea figures out where the on button is in the escape pod, the team shuttles away, and nearly gets TIE fighter to death before the Wave Rider swoops in and rescues them. Meanwhile, Team Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl have been hitting the streets after a Cyberwoman. Wild Dog isn't loving the metahuman team up, but decides he can deal with it when they put a beat down on the Cyberwoman and save his hide. Oliver and company are horrified when they realize that they were captured and mentally probed, so someone would know more about the weaknesses of their superpowered colleagues. Uh, Roland Smoker says to us, in my opinion... Arrow is the weakest of them. I said as soon as they revealed the dream world, I hope they get out of this by the midpoint. Obviously, they did not. What's more frustrating is that they brought everyone back who ever died on Arrow, even Tommy, for a split second at the end, and yet they didn't. They have not brought back Eddie on the Flash, despite all the opportunities with changes to the timeline. Also, it seemed to me as though the Felicity Cisco Curtis scenes were rushed and slightly inc- incoherent. Uh, it almost felt as though the, the scenes were playing at 1.5 times speed, uh, and now, uh, sorry, and how does negative longitude and latitude translate to outer space? In fact, I'm pretty sure negative longitude and latitude means west and south. I have no idea. You might be right about that. <laughs> Not one <laughs> clue about the longitude. Um, yeah, I just, I'll usually take that as like techno, but I'm an old school Star Trek fan. So if it, if it sounds like, remotely I plausible, you just, move on for the most part. I just, I hear techno babble and I, in my head, I just hear ee. And that's all that happens. I'm like, okay, advance the plot. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> um, Let's get to the... All right, there we go. Yeah, uh, 
I, sometimes I pay attention, sometimes I don't. It depends entirely on whether I feel like I have any understanding of what they're talking about. But um, I remember like one episode of Fringe we were watching, and you just started screaming, "No, <laughs> <laughs> brains don't work like that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's one of the ones where I get uppity. But um, uh, yeah, it didn't sound right to me either. But but I wasn't gonna pitch a fit. Like, no, I'm pitching a fit. Um, oh, uh, so Curtis was amazing again. Uh, really, mm-hmm. like he had a few lines in there. Like, I, I'm gonna hack alien tech. Ser- this is seriously the best day of my life. Uh, just fun for him. Um, apparently, extraterrestrials are real, but unfortunately, they're dickheads who want to kill us. Right. Incidentally, that's my <laughs> actual theory for extraterrestrial life. But um, right. And then uh, should have taken him up on his offer to carry you. It's awesome. That was pretty great. He was just fun in general. <laughs> but I, 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 um. I really do like. Arrow, Arrow has a capacity to make you laugh like twice an episode, and it's usually Curtis, and lately it's been a lot of uh, Rory. And the two things mm-hmm. with him were like, uh, Cisco shows up, um, he's, he meets Rory and, and asks him, like, you're not a douche, are you? Because I know Rory is a douche. And um, Rory kind of calmly, he, the, he's, it's hard to fluster him, kind of just calmly shrugs him off. But after like the Supergirl Flash like tag team punch thing, it was uh-huh. so much fun to hear him in the Ragman voice just do the like, that was awesome. <laughs> he's, he's so damn scary when he's Ragman, and then you just see him be like a, I don't know, he's just a kid watching a show. Yeah, fanboy. Yeah. yeah. Um, couple of things. I, one, how awesome would it have been to have Wynn in this situation? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he would have been great. Or Guardian. He would have been great. Again, I'm, I'm see, hoping I, next year uh, we get all that in. Like, I feel, I wish they had, like, somehow outed themselves as Guardian, you know, so that she could bring them along. And I, you know. Well, she still there wouldn't is have. A bit she would have been like, you're not ready. Yeah, well, there's a bit in one of these episodes, and I know I wrote it down somewhere, where Kara actually does mention, like, it's just me and my cousin on my world. I'm like, you you have mentioned Batman, and also you have a Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm hoping uh, Martian I'm was hoping, like the first one like, I thought this, of when she said that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping this crossover and the Arrow people in general, and like specifically um, the Arrow people, make her redefine her thoughts on vigilantes. Yeah, that would be good. It, like she's seen Arrow at work now, and now when when Guardian, uh, mm-hmm. when Team Guardian kind of tells her about it, she's gonna be like, you know what? Okay, I think I can deal with this. Yeah, but uh, jumping back to Cisco. Love this. We need to find Oliver and Company, and I'm not talking about the cherished Disney animated feature starring Billy Joel. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Was it Disney? I don't, I don't remember I if he said remember. Disney, but I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. And then Curtis is talking to Cisco and says, and or he's just rattling, and he's he throws in, since I feel like we're already best friends and I've known you for years. Right. <laughs> just shoehorns that yeah. right in. I mean, just, it, I'm looking forward to a crossover just to get, like, Curtis, uh, Wynn, Cisco, and maybe Ray into the same room to design something. Oh, mm-hmm. don't forget Felicity. Mm-hmm. Just let those let those kids go play. Uh, yeah. And Curtis says, we're going to hack alien tech. This is the best day of my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful scene. Um, um, uh, the thing with Wild Dog, though, was mildly annoying, but it, it still worked for mm-hmm. me. Because, like, it, his, his argument is, like, the moment... Made us showed up. There's aliens show up. Superpowers are evil. Like, come on, man. That doesn't really yeah. make a ton of sense. But at least he gets over it pretty quickly. And I really enjoyed like when Supergirl lands and he looks back and sees. He's like, oh, I've had enough of this. 
I like that I've had enough of this line. <laughs> Just, oh, shit, no, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Your tech guy quotes movies, huh? Real original. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I laughed when Barry said to Wild Dog, hey, what's your damage, man? I'm like, did Barry just become a stoner? Yeah. Did the yeah, Arrow Runners decide that Barry a was a very special episode, uh, like, guidance counselor. Yeah. From he, the late 70s. What's your, what's your damage, little boy? Um, Who hurt yeah, you? Yeah, he, the way he said it, he just sounded, actually, the way he said it, he just sounded like Jeff Bridges in the Big Lebowski. A little bit, yeah. He was channeling the man a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and when uh, when the uh, computer woman, cyber woman, <laughs> Curtis, when they told her to remove the thing, he's like, she seems pretty attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the tech. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, we haven't actually um, talked about the fantasy much, or at all. Um, I know, I don't want to, I don't, I, I want to get to that. Um, but, uh... What did you think of the? Um, I want to. I want to wrap up like what's actually happening the with real Team world? Arrow real yeah. quick. Um, yeah, um, the Dominator's language is based on the numerology of the Torah, which was really that was cool. a neat little pull. You wanted proof to a divine plan to the universe. That's, I, I, their that's little cool. back and forth was neat this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really. I. I'm not. You know, I don't want them to like push any agenda down my throat. I know Mark Guggenheim is Jewish, so uh, you know. That, I mean, but I don't want anything pushed on me. This didn't feel pushy um, at all. It just felt like a, like a, a nice wink no, nod. No, and I like that. Like if they if we have like Curtis and Rory like talking little science, little religion, and like having a little debate every week, that would be really fun. Yeah, like they just just like, over the course of a season, a little running bit between those two is a little like yeah, that I that's gonna that could be a lot of fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun because he's uh, like. <laughs> Mr. Terrific, his stuff is uh, science-based. All of his tech and everything. Roy's is supernatural. Yeah. So, hey, that works. All right, so I think we can go, we can move on to the dream sequence, the perchance to dream right. sequence, because this is pretty much just perchance to dream an arrow. Like, yeah. And by perchance to dream, if you don't know, I'm talking about the wonderful mad hatter episode of uh of batman the animated series where bruce wakes up his parents never died he's engaged to selena mm-hmm. <laughs> but batman is real and running around the city but he's not batman anymore and he keeps having flashes of his previous life and thinking that he's you know supposed to go and do certain things and he's perplexed by the fact that he's not batman i would like to think somebody and, on the staff uh, like is familiar with that episode and thought let's just do that yeah goes to batman's Watchtower <laughs> yep. <laughs> to confront Batman of that universe. Is it sounding familiar, mm-hmm. guys? Um, so that was fine. A lot of the, I mean, um, it was weird. Yeah, it wasn't exactly an original plot, but it was, a lot of it was uh, very emotional. I, I, I got, I got pretty, I got pretty upset when like, it when was. he, um, his parents are telling him like, this is your life now at the party, uh, at the, pre-marriage like right before mm-hmm. the marriage like and he just says no it isn't and then when he reaches when i when he hugs his mom like, you can see the the eyes glisten over oh man that's oh man oh that's so bad it was it's hard to see it uh, really is and uh, they've done this to me on purpose i think but it's hard to watch oliver have like tear up Mm-hmm. i love that the that laurel had the uh black canary symbol on her on her yeah. neck in the in that timeline or that 
dream sequence. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of the like, I laughed at what Sarah was wearing though at the rehearsal. I was like, "What is she wearing? Skorts? Are those skorts?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably. She just looks so damn happy to be just flouncing around with not a care in the world, um, hanging out with mm-hmm. her sister. They, it, it really was like it was hard, it was hard to watch him come away from all this. And uh, Theo did it. Um, Theo's the one that kind of did me in a little bit. Like Oliver, like tearing up with his parents was was bad. But then like mm-hmm. the conversation with him and Thea, and then the I want you to be well, I want you to be happy, and her little yeah. line about like I said, I you know I, I can't lose my family again. But she does finally come back yep. out, and the, like I said, I can't lose my family again. It got me again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know like watching Quentin be happy. Um, it all was. It was nice to see for a second. I do just wish they'd gotten in and out of it faster because I wanted, like, meat. And that was my big complaint of this episode was there's no meat to it. It is a sidebar in the middle of what was, like, otherwise a great crossover. And even the stuff here isn't bad. It's just it didn't do anything. I think I think it was neat. It was it was a neat way to get in and get out in, in the middle of the crossover. The fact that, oh, man, we're going to have the 100th episode of Arrow, and we kind of need to do something with that. Unfortunately, I also feel like it didn't serve the crossover and it didn't serve the 100th episode because suddenly you've got aliens in the middle of Arrow and you're in the middle of a storyline that you certainly, without a doubt, need the other parts to to latch onto. Yeah. Well, they, they did try to um, like make it uh, and make it an episode that could stand by itself, and I guess it does. It's just that um, it works fine as an Arrow episode. It's just... Um, what it, the only thing it seemed to advance is their own little personal journeys. Like we'll talk about it on Legends, but mm-hmm. you know, Arrow and uh, or, uh, Sarah and Oliver talking about you know, hey, then this weird it all started with us on a boat and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it does show them something new about themselves, which is fine. And it does mm-hmm. it's a great way to like bring in a bunch of older characters. And he was right; it wasn't a flashback; it wasn't any of that. Um, right. Even that weird like uncanny valley of support that Oliver says bye to at the end. Um, Right. Dude, I, I was too busy crying to care about the Uncanny Valley aspect of it. I was like, oh, no, they're using quotes from past yeah. episodes. It yeah. hurts. But it's like stuff like that, that um. serves the series well. Like Pulling the quotes, pulling all that, pulling it yeah. back in. That did that did a great job. Um, that I... It's tough, though, because, I mean, it is the middle of a crossover, and that takes away from it because you're like, well, what the hell else is going on? i got to watch all these other shows. Yeah. Same time though, what greater legacy does Arrow have than starting this entire universe? That part I think is, like, it is should, the real the like one hundredth episode. Right, the hundredth episode kind of should be like the middle of a giant crossover right. event. It really did start with him on a boat. Show had, shows not yeah, lying, all man. of that. Just like I was choked up, man. And he, my girlfriend Bethany was like, uh, I, she said she watched Arrow. I was like, okay, did you cry or anything? She's like, no, I didn't cry at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, she's like, did you? I was like, yeah, I cried <laughs> like, a pretty, I, I cried a pretty good bit. And she goes, am I dead inside? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I still, I didn't care for Laurel here. She didn't have much to do. No, they just, she, they, you know. That was the only problem with it. I don't think she did a bad job. She just didn't have anything to do other than be kind of stunned and a little annoyed. That's just not a lot to have on paper. And, like it's hardly a day's work. And, you know, I'm, I fall in line with those people who have never really cared for how the show has treated Dinah Laurel Lance. Like, that character is is uh, is sacred in a lot of yeah. ways. And they have treated her poorly throughout the course of the show. So, they, they have. In my opinion. They really have. Um, now, and something that, that kind of I laughed... Um, 
one of those laugh when you shouldn't have kind of moments. They get to the, the uh-huh. you know, their way of getting out is like they're, they're, there's a bunch of pushback happening from the simulation, right? And it just throws mm. like every season's enemy at him. Like everybody, like, Diggle gets to face like a, you know, a squad that looks like his brothers. And, you know, uh, I mean, you mm. got Dark, you got Merlin, everybody shows up. Yeah, it was Dark, it was Hive, it was like one dead shot actor. Yeah. <laughs> With a bad mask. Yeah. Um, I just, it was a cool fight. Don't get me wrong. And like, especially. Not Deadshot. Deathstroke. Death yeah, sorry. Sorry. Deathstroke. Um, it was a cool fight. No problems with that. And especially the shot where, um, like, Thea shoots Sarah a, an arrow for her to grab and, and, you know, hit Dark with. I thought that was A, a neat shot, B, yeah. a cool idea, and C, very fitting that she kills him with an arrow to the chest. Mm hmm. And Oliver shoots Deathstroke in the, in the eye, eye yeah. with an arrow. It was all, it like was all like picture perfect, yeah. but I kind of thought, you know, that's like seasons worth of enemies they just took out in like a minute and a half, like all together. Because they knew that they knew that wasn't real. Well, so. Yeah, but it, it's a little bit of the Matrix. It's a, there. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it just kind of uh, it annoyed me slightly because, well, I mean, I know they're not real, but those are real. Those are, it probably would have, you know, really hurt if you'd gotten hit with that sword. Mm hmm. But it was just a minor thing. Um,. Now, something I laughed at that I think I was supposed to laugh at in the simulation. Did you notice, um, all right, Ray, Ray and Felicity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah comes and asks Ray, can I borrow him for a minute? And Felicity kind of like mm-hmm. nervously, you know, awkwardly is, I, okay. Um, doesn't really know what's going on, but, you know, no big deal, I guess. Did you did you see her in the background? And in the background, yeah, yeah inspecting the wine glass like, and like. Kind of swiveling around, looking. At yeah, she she's yeah. doing the thing that like surely we've all done this at a party. Like you're there with somebody you don't know a lot of people. The person you're there with gets pulled away for a second, and you're like staring at the walls, trying to. I you, you don't know who to talk to. You're like looking at your beer, like just reading the label at some point. You're just like trying to figure out what to do with your hands and eyes until the person that you actually know gets mm-hmm. back. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> I I just I I laugh my ass off watching her in the background. Like I didn't yeah, even know I didn't even know what fun. Sarah and Ray were talking about for a second. Um, I love that, and they've been saying this. They've had characters saying this throughout the then this entire season in different episodes throughout this all of the series. Sarah says some things you just can't fix. Yep, I love it. I love it. I love it. They keep going back to that. I can't wait to see where it's they a go. Good with theme. It. Oh, and by the way, this is tangential to uh, Flash more, but. It was about in the middle of this episode where I kind of looked up and realized, like, wait a second, we made it through Flash and Joe's still alive. Awesome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I pulled back and went, wait, but Legends. Hmm. And I, like, I, I pulled back on my, my hope. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, by far, and I will say this to Roland Smoker as well, and he didn't mention this, and I thought it was the dumbest thing. <laughs> Principles of design are universal. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he, Ray proves that it's bullshit. He walks them right into a damn, like a clan of, yeah. of aliens. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, just like, we can fly a ship with our minds. We can do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Thea, you know, Thea apparently goes, I, I like the fact that they had no control over the, the pod. That makes a lot more sense than, like, some the, mm-hmm. them suddenly being able to fly alien tech. Well, so they have control over it until they actually get out into space, and they're like, wait, what do we do? I'm like, how did you get Apparently out? Apparently the limit of their control was like, if you press that button, it launches it, and then after that, you're just kind of hanging. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, so a good guess. save on the Wave Rider there. Oh, and however, loved how, everybody on the, the Wave Dominator Rider, The Dominator ships. Even, Nate, even Nate's yes. little uh, opening line about, like, you've been shopping at Alien Gap? <laughs> Not funny. Yeah. 
Like, I loved Thea's just taken aback by the whole thing. Like, this is uh, uh, twice as many ships as she ever expected to be on. Yep. So and poor, poor Diggs, like, uh, she goes to take it. Well, we'll go see Gideon and get him patched up. Diggle's like, whoever that is. I, I wanted to see the scene where he got in there and realized it was a computer and went, oh, damn it, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yep. It's all wonderful. But it was pretty telling that even Diggle and his fantasy is atoning. Yeah. Oh, and did uh, I kind of laughed. I'm not sure if I was supposed to. And I didn't get to laugh long because he, he um, I believe he starts assaulting him right after. But, like, Oliver breaks into his little base, right? Diggle's base uh-huh. now. And um, he just sticks yep. out his hand and says, my name is Oliver Queen. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I think I have heard that phrase some 700 times in my life now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm. and they're like, everyone knows who you are. Shut up. <laughs> Stop telling people. Um, I laughed when the, uh, when the Dominator ships that came after them started, they started making Tholian webs. Oh. Like, they all, like, linked up and started making a little web. And I'm like, this is Star yeah. Trek. This is Th- the Tholian web. And everyone on the internet, including, you know, what you wrote for the recap, was, like, talking about TIE fighters. I'm like, why is everyone bringing up Star Wars? They were Tholian fighters. They were Tholian, it was just, they had Tholian I know, it was webs. just the shape of the wings. Star Trek. This is Star Trek, friends. And the shots were very Firefly. Oh, they were, actually. Yeah. Even the swooping in with the, the Wave Rider, the way that swooped in, I swear I've seen the... I, I swear I've seen that ship do it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, again, in all of these crossovers, the wave, wave rider does not cloak until it is landed. Yeah. It makes no <laughs> sense. No well, sense. Well, now that everyone knows we're here, hide the ship. <laughs> like, we're going to land. The, the satellites saw where we landed, and now we cloak. Hey, can I hide my ship in your backyard? It's invisible. It's okay. Um, But, yeah, I, I did. I cried a little on this episode. Uh... I would, I'll say it's a success as far as 100th episodes go. Good temple. I yeah. Um, I did. The only thing I didn't like about the the episode was the fact that it was a little removed from the rest of the meat of the crossover. But even then, I thought the stuff inside the mm-hmm. that I'm saying wasn't meaty was you know still great vegetables. Like it sure. was still they, it was still well done. Mm-hmm. I am they they did they made two conscious choices that were good though. One you know there's no time for bratwurst stuff right here. And two, right. I'm going to really appreciate the fact that they left Artemis out of this next week. Uh-huh. Because you'll notice she was conspicuously missing from the team. And um, it would have been a lot to explain, yeah. like, I don't know who, what Prometheus is up to, but she's apparently working with him. And it would have been a lot to explain, like, oh, yeah, and there's, like, a super mm-hmm. going on. And a whole th- it's like a whole crew of people. <laughs> right. I, uh, I I actually did. I saw a uh, an interview with Guggenheim where they asked. I'll get into it deeper on the news episode. But um, he was talking to there. He was talking about leaving the, the decision to leave her out, and he was like, well, "Do we have her in there? Have her help him against the aliens? Just or to turn on him? Next do we week? just ignore it? Or do?" And he said, "You know, I always hate this those lines where it's like, well, it's too bad Artemis is out of town hanging out with her folks or whatever yeah. it was.'" He said, and he was like, "He's like, I much. This is what he said. This is the phrase he used, and I enjoy it." He said, "I much prefer just whistling past the graveyard." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys did it a lot this time in this crossover, because <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> there's a uh, yeah. There's a lot going on over there. 
where there should have been a John, there should have been a Guardian, there should have been. There's a lot, there's a lot more. I to mean, get there to should have been a Jay. Is where, the way I'm viewing it should have should have been a Jay Garrick. There should have been a Jay Garrick. If he's hot, if Barry's got to hop realities to grab somebody, he should have grabbed a Jay no, Garrick. No, I mean, I'm sorry, just should have. Supergirl. Let's let's face it. I mean, we saw the scene of them trying to beat her up. It's not it's not happening. Well, sure, but you know. Where's Superman? Where's John I know, Jones? Where's, I know. There's so many you know, more he could he could have grabbed, but you know, we saw we saw you know if they needed a we saw how much an inexperienced speedster that Wally is, how much he helped in the Flash. We could have had a Jay Garrick over mm-hmm. there as well. And I, I choose to I'm believe saying. that like next That's what I'm year, saying, baby. I really like I enjoyed the fuck out of this crossover, and rather than doing the like, oh man, I really wanted so and so. I really am. My, mentally, I'm just going out as like, oh, it's going to happen, guys. This one was great. It's going to be, be even better next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty pretty damn solid, oh, yeah. in all honesty. All right. I'm going to wrap up the Arrow episode oh. here. We're going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow. One quick question. Uh, Merlin sure. Industries, has that sign been around in the whole time? What was Merlin it? Industries. Oh. I can't uh, remember if it's... Not in a long time. I can't remember if it's actually like still around in... Uh, Star City as it is, or if that was one of those like seasons ago, we lost the Merlin Industries sign. I, I think we lost it. I, I, I haven't seen it, and I don't remember seeing it ever, but I've never seen it before, to my knowledge, recently. Yeah. Anyway, I just, if we saw it in season one, I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. I just, I did. like, they sh- flew over it like twice in the little um, establishing shots this week. And, yeah. Okay, so. I, Merlin's yeah, doing well. I did well, actively then. notice it this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a question. I'm done though. I'm out. I'm good. I have talked. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to DC on screen. You can find every episode of DC on screen.com. We subscribe to us over on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Giant size team up network.com. That's our network. Um, or I should say the network we belong to. We're a part of, we belong to ourselves. Eh. You hear me? Charles McFall. I'm not all that attached to the property. <laughs> to the podcast? No, my property. My my person oh, has a okay. property. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to be coming back talking about Legends of Tomorrow 207. Guess what it's called? Invasion! Invasion! <laughs> Until then, keeps of DC on your screen. Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-2020. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.